0: Celebrate our seventh year of sharing thoughts on the parasha. We're bringing you highlights from the collection. This dvar Torah was originally published in five seven seven eight. See Dina Weiss's whole collection at hadar.org/dina-weiss. This is Dina Weiss on Parashat VaYishlach. To be angelic, not perfect. Parashat VaYishlach opens with Yaakov preparing to reunite with his brother. Yaakov does not know what to expect, and he prepares for the worst. Before he confronts Esav himself, he sends messengers, malachim, with gifts in order to make Esav's disposition more favorable towards him. Vayishlach Yaakov malachim lefana'v el Esav achiv, arza se'ir sedei Adom. Yaakov sent messengers, malachim, before him, to his brother Esav towards the land of Seir, the field of Adom. The term malachim is unclear. On the one hand, malachim could simply refer to human messengers, to the men who traveled with Yaakov and his family. However, malachim is also how the Torah refers to angels, the emissaries of God. Rashi, in order to dispel any confusion, states unequivocally that these messengers were malachim mamash, real malachim. Yet his comment is confusing in and of itself. Who or what are real angels? And why does Rashi feel the need to tell us that they are the messengers that Yaakov sent? Rashi invites us to understand what real angels are. We will learn how real angels are just like us. And perhaps, more importantly, we will discover the way in which we are just like them. One of our most ingrained assumptions about angels is that they are perfect. However, this is not correct. Angels are capable of failing. In the 15th chapter of Eov, Eov's interlocutor, Eliphaz, describes how difficult it is for human beings to be vindicated, given that even the angels and constellations are not themselves flawless. What are mortals that they can be clean, or those born of women that they can be righteous? God puts no trust in His Holy Ones, and the heavens are not clean in His sight. This sentiment is echoed in the Unitana Tokev poem that introduces the Kedushah and the Musaf of the High Holidays. The poem describes the panic that the angels in heaven experience on the Days of Judgment, Ki lo yizku for even they will not be innocent in God's eyes. If the angels are perfect and always succeed, What could they possibly have to be afraid of? Clearly, the angels are not infallible in the eyes of the poet or in the eyes of God. The notion that angels are perfect has roots in a Talmudic story that pits the angels of heaven against human beings. Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi imagines that when Moshe climbed Mount Sinai to get the Ten Commandments, the top of the mountain was actually in heaven. The angels there are horrified by the presence of a human being in their midst and are scandalized by the notion that God will give the precious Torah to humanity. Moshe is able to claim the Torah for the Jewish people by arguing that since angels lack an evil inclination they do not need the Torah's laws. From this story it appears that the angels do not have the capacity to sin and do not need instruction. However, this does not mean that they are perfect while it is true that angels cannot perform sins of commission that is they are unable to choose to do something contrary to god's will they can commit sins of omission they can refuse to do what god asks of them or perhaps worse perform their duties with inadequate passion and attention To fail as an angel is to put insufficient effort into the task with which it has been charged. Angels do not have free will in the human sense. They are not driven by desire and have no impulse to rebel, but they can still fail. They fail when they don't exhibit total willingness and alacrity in the service of God. This idea that effort rather than perfection is what most characterizes an angel emerges from a heated, but informative, conversation that takes place in Breshid Rabbah between Hadrian and Rabbi Yeshua ben Hanania. Andrianus, shachik tamia Sha'alt Rabbi Yeshua ben Hanania, Amarle. Atem omrim, ein kat shalmala me'kaleset vishona Ela b'chol yom v'yom ha'kadosh v'rechu bo re'i kat shalmalachim chadashim ve'en omrim shira le'fana v'hochim lahen. Hadrian, blessed his bones, asked Rabbi Yeshua ben Chananya, Do you say that no cadre of angels in heaven praises God twice? Rather, every single day, God creates a cadre of new angels, and they sing before him and then depart? Amar le hein. Rabbi Yeshua responded, Yes. Amar le ulaan inun azlin. Hadrian responded, And where do they go? Amar min hein dit baryan. Rabbi Shua responded to the place of their origin. Amarle umin an henit baryan. And what is the place of their origin? Amarle min nahar dinor. Rabbi Yeshua responded, The river dinor. That is, the river of light or fire. Amarle uma esek Nahar dinor. Hadrian responded, And what is the nature of the river dinor? Amarle ka yardana. Dulo pasik lo bi amama belo Rabbi Yeshua responded, It is like the Jordan. Which never stops night or day. Amarle u min an huati. Hadrian responded, and where does it come from? Amarle min zeatom de mizien min korsaya de kadashbarahu. Rabbi Shul responded, from the sweat of the chayot angels as they carry the heavenly throne. According to this midrash, an angel is composed of the energy it expends the fire of grit and perspiration. The river Dinor, which produces the angel, is a river of the sweat that the angel produces. The angel is made by and made up of its extreme effort. In this Midrash, the angels are struggling with the weight of the throne, under the weight of their responsibility. Hard work doesn't come easily to them, yet it defines who they are from the moment of their birth until their expiration. Hadrian's question assumes that God is being silly or wasteful in not allowing the same angels to sing twice. Why does God opt to dispose of and recreate the angels instead of reusing them? Rabbi Yeshua ben Hananya's answer underscores that Hadrian is not correct in this assumption. God is not disposing of quote-unquote perfectly usable angels. Who could continue singing if he let them. Once the angels sing, there is nothing more left of them. An angel gives so much in its service that it literally gives its all. An angel is energy, and it spends itself completely by singing just that one time. This description reveals to us what an angel is and isn't. An angel is not perfection, An angel is dedication. It is constant and passionate work. Up the ladder, down the ladder, lift the throne, sing God's praises, perspire, expire, and be born again. These angels have much to teach us about our human selves. Perfection is the exclusive purview of the divine. Not even the angels can approach it. But hard work, focus, and meaningful labor are things that both angels and human beings have been created with the capacity to achieve. In Reb discourse on the nature of angels, Sihat Malachi Hasharet, he explains how it could be that even a fully human being can be rightly called an angel. V'omnam, omna, hashalem, asher yodehah she'ko haze, ma'ashenivra ba'olam hazeh, lasot Hashem, nishtalach, הינא אל לב יוחל לי פול שם ה Torah מלח באמת בתמידות ביהוד תמידות מגמת ליבו ועופנה וודו רק למלחוד Hashem ויאסייח ליחותו ורצונו יתברך כמום שייקאר אדам חיות אורופי וחיותה אל שם Kol אשר בקול אסאכע כח ייקאר זה בשם ה And indeed it is possible, for the complete person who knows that his purpose in having been created is to do the will of God, and for this he was sent, to have the description of angel applied to him truly and consistently. The goal of his heart and his direction are constantly and exclusively inclined to the service of God and the performance of God's mission and will, may he be blessed. Just as a person can be called a tailor or a doctor or something similar according to his profession, which is his exclusive business, so too a human can be called by the description, angel. According to Reb there is no essential difference between a human being and an angel. Angels serve God. Human beings serve God. When you ask someone, what do you do, and they answer, I am a doctor, What they mean is that they spend their time, energy, and focus on treating their patients. Of course, a doctor is still a human being. But they are a human being with a specific focus. They are a human being of a specific kind. The title we give them reflects this focus. It is a title of respect and recognition of the hard work that it takes to become a professional, the passion it requires to do one's job well. Reptado teaches that the same possibility exists when it comes to the service of God. Someone could ask you, what do you do? And your answer could be, I am an angel. By which you do not mean that you are perfect. You are merely acknowledging that your focus, time, and energy is being put into serving a purpose beyond yourself. You are an angel as long as working hard towards a holy ends is your persistent goal. It is impossible to be perfect, but it is perfectly possible to be angelic. Reb Tudok is gently pressing you to clarify who you want to be. He is asking you to ask yourself, what are my goals? Do they align with what I want them to be? And do I put enough effort into achieving them? Do I want to be known as a lawyer or a tailor or a real estate agent? Or do I want to be called an angel? Do I want to be Dr. So-and-so, or do I want to be Raphael? The possibility of being an angel is open to all of us. Reb Tzedek is inviting us to choose this path, to work hard at moving higher, keeping in our sight what is ultimately important. When Rashi says that the messengers that Yaakov sent were real angels, Malachim Mamash, He is not only answering the question of who the messengers were that Yaakov sent. His comment is asking you what kind of messenger you are. It is a moment for you to ask yourself, what is a real angel, and can I become one? Rabbi Yoshua ben Hanania and Rabbi Tzadok teach us that the answer is yes. The difference between a human and an angel is not whether or not you are made of flesh and bone, but whether or not you are also made out of fire. Not only can you be an angel, but you should. On Friday nights, at the close of the working week, it is traditional to sing Shalom Aleichem, to greet the angels of Shabbat. It is not a coincidence that Shabbat, the day of rest, is also a day where we call attention to the angels. For it is specifically on Shabbat, when our professional selves fade into the background, that we are able to foreground our angelic natures. Perhaps we are human all week. We are tailors and teachers, doctors and cooks. But on Shabbat, we are all angels working towards becoming our better selves. Perhaps there are angels who walk home with us on Friday night and bless us for a job well done. And perhaps we are those angels, looking back at what we've accomplished and gathering our focus for the week ahead. Wishing you and all the angels Shabbat shalom aleichem, Hasharit. Thank you for listening to our weekly DeVray Torah. To see more from our archive, please visit hadar.org slash Torah.